Autobots Transform. Well, hey, and welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is Season 2, Episode 8 of Beast Machines. It is Spark War Part 2, The Search. This episode was written by Steve Melching. It was directed by Luke Carroll. Carroll, Carroll of the Bells. In the last time on Beast Machines, Megahead released the new Fiacons on the Maximals. But this time he used the two greatest and undefeated generals in the history of Cybertron. This episode on this episode on this episode. Uh, in this episode, the Maximals are moving along the alleyways in maximal mode, and they're uh, they're like on the lowest level of the fifth element, and then all the city, all the uh, vehicons are on upper levels of the fifth element, um, and uh, they're kind of just marching along in uh, animal mode or beast mode. Megahead starts uh, stuff. taking off, and Rattrap's like, "Oh, talk about a bad moon rising!" Like, uh, so then Optimus has another vision, and this is yeah, I call it a spark scene. Because <laughs> he's right in the middle of a sentence, and he's just like, "Wow!" Yeah. <laughs> but this is this episode is going to convert Optimus from being gullible to just being an idiot, uh, because he's going to fall for the exact same thing he fell for at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he gets another vision from the Oracle, who, for all we know, is still compromised, um, telling him that Megatron has moved the sparks somewhere. Yep, they've been moved, and apparently uh, Megatron was shielding them, and now they've been moved, and uh, back with Megatron, he's telling the generals he wants the Maximals destroyed, and by the way, they're going to be at these three specific places, And uh, but uh, don't destroy Optimus, I have plans for him. Yes, mm. seems it's been a while since we heard the yes. It is, yeah, but uh, we go to the bumper break at the beginning. When we come back, suddenly Rat Trap has the like a scrambler that just allows him to be go in robot mode without being detected. Black Arachne, she's like, I wish I could be in robot mode. And he's like, well, lady, your wish is my command or something. And he just goes into total salesman he mode. Here. He sounds like JP almost. It reminded me of uh, Rekgar from G1. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And at least I was at least happy to see that Silverbolt said, uh, "Why, why didn't you introduce us, or why didn't you bring these out earlier?" Yeah, I, and, I was and, just waiting for him to go. Oh, you didn't ask, but now it's not what he says. But yeah, he, I thought like, they were going to smart ass their way out of it. He's like, "Oh, I just didn't know if it would work." So, <laughs> which okay, kind of. It's been it hasn't been field tested, but why do you conveniently have six of them? Mm. Because the script demands it. That's why. Buy one, get six free. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah, and then so. He, he gives everybody a, one of these and they all uh, transform into robot mode. And Optimus, mm. uh, send, he says, okay, we have to split up. He sends Cheetor, Silverbolt, and Black Arachnia to a, a maximal shell yard, I think he calls it. I think so, yeah, because you see a lot of the, the dead Autobots or Transformers, whatever they are. Uh, oh, like a grave. Okay, oh, I get it. I, I just got it. They couldn't say graveyard. They had to say shell yard. So they go to the shell yard, and then he sends Botanica and Rat Trap to search the Citadel, even though they were just there in the last episode. <laughs> and neither is happy about that. No, he's like, yeah, how come I have to go with the the shrinking violet? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I want a different partner too. <laughs> and then Night Scream is going to go with Optimus, and. Right away, we go to, uh, you know, they've all split up, and we go to Silverbolt, Cheetor, and Black Arachnia. Yep. Interesting. 
And uh, Cheetor is taking his position as leader, and he's like, here's what we're going to do, and Silver Bull ain't having that. He's like, uh, look, sorry, kid, I don't take orders from children. Yeah. Black Arachne's like, look, a, a lot has changed since you've been gone. Like, and he's like, nah, not that much. I'm so like, uh, we go to Night Scream, and he and Optimus are walking through the al- hallways, and he finds claw marks on a wall and goes, Yeah, no, here's but... Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Yeah. And it was groan-worthy and cringe-worthy, but at least Optimus turned around and was like, Night Scream, one yeah. mission at a time. Yeah, Come one on. at a time, man. Come on, we get this to deal with first. So they keep going on, and they reach the end of the tunnel, and it's, I think it was cave, a cave-in, like a collapse? Yeah, so Night Scream's like, where do we go now? And there, there's a grate on the floor, and Optimus is like, we go down. And then we go okay. to Rat Trap, and... Uh, Botanica and he they're looking around and he picks up like a massive oh, I don't know proton or photon signal or something yeah some kind of signature yeah positron signature like he calls it yeah, yes yes and they kind of race through these tunnels and caverns and find a big empty crater where I guess a lot of sparks used to be yeah but all the the things that looks like a bunch of empty canisters and there, yeah. there's lots of them yeah big piles of them and they're alright well we gotta go and Botanica tries to look at the right side she's like hey well, at least we know where they used to be and as they walk away Stryka comes mm-hmm. up behind them in commercial break and well Botanica's like well if she's here that means these stupid things don't work. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I love what Rattrap does. He's like, this calls for a strategic advance to the rear. She's like, what's that? And then already he's like 50 feet down the road going, run away! <laughs> oh my god. They're good together. Yeah, when she takes out two drones and then we go to Silverbolt and he wants to know what they're looking for. As, as these three are walking along and nobody can tell him the best thing Cheetor can say is, Hey, Optimus had a vision and I trust Optimus. Yeah. And he's Silverbolt is still calling him kid. And he's like, I, yeah. wish you wouldn't call me that. And but, I understand uh, where Silverbolt's coming a bit in that it was different when he came back and he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's got these attitude problems and the whatever. But Cheetor is being very, very cool about this. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. But uh, now Obsidian and his goons attack because Obsidian was lying in wait for them here too at this place. And uh, Black Arachne does the same thing that uh, Botanica did. She's like, this stupid thing is useless and throws it away. Cheetor, when they get under fire, Cheetor's like, uh, I'm open to suggestions. And I, I kind of like this where Silverbolt's like, I've got a suggestion. Yeah. And his whole <laughs> suggestion is just to jump straight up while spinning and firing in every direction. <laughs> yes. And to be fair, he takes out a shit ton of Vagacons and it's a wicked cool move. Lands back down. For some reason, Cheetor is annoyed with that. But meanwhile, Night Scream and Optimus get to this lost city for lack of a better word which uh night scream says it was lost eons ago after the great war between the autobots and decepticons like wasn't that just like, like 300, 300 years, years ago yeah <laughs> like, yeah I, I was thinking that the whole time uh, and so they call it iacon which i think iacon i know iacon was in g1 but it was like the capital of cybertron or something yeah in the very first episode uh when with wheeljack yeah. and bumblebee There's not enough energy in these conductors to last a cortex. Well, at least we found these, Wheeljack. And when these run out? Can't worry about that now. Hey, let's get back to Iacon. I think that's the only time they ever mentioned it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, the one other thing they said that really caught my ear was Optimus says, because I don't think they've mentioned this before, he says, oh, this was just 
Well, they had this war before the great um, Autobot Maximal upgrade. Yes. So the, the city wasn't lost. It was just replaced. Yeah. Every Autobot upgraded and became a Maximal. Actually, what's really neat about that, what you say, Paul, about it being replaced, is it wasn't even replaced. It was just built on top of, which is how Cybertron works, right? You build more and more layers. So it was Oh, just, yes, yes. Because as you go farther down, it gets more primitive. Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was, I mean, it was neat how they worked that in, but I don't like the idea that Maximals are an upgrade from Autobots. Well, speaking of Autobots, though, uh, all of a sudden, off to their, the side of no them, uh, hologram, it's oh green, boy. a hologram of Optimus Prime appears. <sighs> that was, you know, the what's the um, the Godfather meme? Oh, they murdered my boy. That's what I felt like watching that. Um, <laughs> yeah. We go to Botanic and Rat Trap, though, and uh, they revert back to their beast They're in, like, plant the modes. Casino district, by the looks <laughs> of things. Well, All the lights and everything. It is, because Rat Trap finds he, what he calls them his holographic pleasure chips, which yes. sounds like porn. It, it reminded me of, like, uh, the Hollow Suites in Deep Space Nine. Like, it, yeah. Like, the things that Quark would uh, rent out. It for. seems to be because there, there, yeah, there's some kind of virtual vacation because Rat Trap loads one up, stands in place, and just he lists off some of them, but it's like they're virtual but not virtuous. If you get my meaning, and he looks at the camera and does the eyebrows bit like fucking Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah. So this was maybe my favorite shot of the episode, where it was Rat Trap. It, it really felt like virtual reality because Rat Trap was standing under some green and yellow lighting. What he was looking at, the vista he was looking at as the pan camera panned across, was very obviously a matte painting. It was two-dimensional and a cartoon, but it was parallaxed, so things were moving across, and there was animation on the streets, and it was all like blue and, and blues and white, so it rat trap felt like he wasn't there, which he wasn't. It was just really well shot, and whoever composed it, kudos, kudos. Then Stryka shows up. Yeah, she comes in and starts attacking them. But Rat Trap is just in like La La Land, and now he's like singing and like <laughs> looks like he's conducting music or something. And yeah, I don't know why Botanica doesn't just nudge him. We then go back to Silver Bolt, and he gets shot down. Like he gets shot and lands down between Cheetor and uh, uh, Black Arachne, and she's like, "Hey, are you okay?" And uh, I forget what happened. Something, something, <laughs> yeah. something happens, and then Silver Bolt says to Cheetor, "So, do you have an idea now?" And uh, back at Optimus, uh, the hologram of Optimus Prime just reaches down and grabs him, and then the hologram disappears. But Optimus Which Prime, isn't how holograms work? Exactly, is, is still floating, like in midair, like in this trance. Well, yeah, because they have a moment where they look into each other's eyes, and, and yeah, Primal's now in a trance and just floating there while the hologram's gone. Mm, and while that's going on, Thrust and the boys attack. Like, welcome to Iacon. This is your final destination. Commercial break. And when we come back, we're back to Stryka and Botanica, and they're fighting back and forth. And, and it... Botanica can hold her own, not for nothing. Um, but she unplugs Rat Trap's like, hollow hey, holograms. <laughs> I was about to bust a nut. Uh, <laughs> and she, he gets shot or he gets blown apart or by, back an explosion and the holo chips fall everywhere. And he's like, he freaks out. He's like, no, 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 no. I need them. I need them. It's kind of like an addict. And she's like, pissed. At a she's time like, like why this? do you yeah, care exactly. about that we right got now? Bigger problems, man. And they're just, they kind of argue back and forth and distracted enough that strike a, 
Mm. Hits them and knocks them down. Back with uh, Cheetor, he says. Oh, oh, sorry, uh, sorry. But and then walks up and takes aim at Botanica. Yeah, back with Cheetor, like he says, he's working on a plan. And Silverbolt says, like, great, work faster. <laughs> so, like, and Cheetor jumps out around the corner with the swords <laughs> and everything, and he's like, ah! This was good. This and, was but, good. And it's, I'm sure they did this in one of the Indiana Jones movies where he's. They did no, it in no, Star it's Wars. In Star Wars. It's yeah, in, I it's in Harrison a new hope. Ford. Yeah. Where it, and. <laughs> And then they immediately run back around with like a billion stormtroopers chasing them. So Cheetor books it back around the corner and and then uh, um, quick stuff. Fuck. Uh, Silverbolt and uh, Black Arachnia run and, and follow him. And uh, they've got a bunch of Viacons in their ass. Mm. And then Night Scream is still trying to fight off all these Viacon bikes and thrust. And Optimus Primal is still in his trance. Yep. But now he's in a vision and he's talking to Optimus Prime, who is still in this green color. It's like you think, at least in the vision. And is like, right. not voiced by Peter Colin. No. What the he Fuck. is not. There are some things in this world, John, simply aren't done. And one of them is having Optimus Prime speak without Peter Cullen doing the voice. Like, what the that, fuck? That, a thousand times that. It's like when they had Megatron in Beast Wars and they didn't get Frank Welker. Like, exactly. Peter Cullen and Frank exactly. Welker are still alive. Anyway. I understand <laughs> that this series seems to legitimately have a disdain for G1. It's, it's beyond any kind of ignorance. At times, it is legit disdain. But even if you're going to get because the voice of Optimus Prime is Gary Chalk, who does Optimus Primal, Mm. and he's not even trying to do a slow Optimus. He's like just doing his voice. There's Optimus Primal voice. There's a little slightly modulated. Yeah, that's all there is. It's not even close, like zero out of ten. Would not recommend. <laughs> anyway, he 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 tells uh, Optimus Primal, uh, "Oracles inside you, buddy." Yeah, the the solution was in yourself the whole time, and Aww, uh, it wasn't the magic shoes. You could dance yes. the entire time. But uh, so yeah, Optimus now realizes that the oracles inside him. So because he's an idiot, he activates it and. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it was Megatron, not Optimus Prime. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so he activates it, and then you hear Optimus Prime start to laugh as Megatron. Optimus clues in, but it's too late, and Megatron, or Megahead, I guess, does that. Do you remember the thing that Lackey, like the teleport information that Lackey and Tankor did in season one? Yeah, yeah. They do that. They transmit energy or uh, information between their eyes, and Megatron's like, sweet, because he had just explained uh, Optimus Primal. This is the important part. I, in all this time while you were dicking around, I examined the Oracle. I studied it. I I, analyzed it. I went through it. I know almost everything about it except the few secrets that are locked in your head. And now I have them, and I understand the Oracle completely. I don't need you anymore. Yeah, and meanwhile, back with Rattrap and Botanica, Stryker, she's kind of advancing on, like, oh, what a pretty flower, but maybe you need some pruning. She steps on the, the hologram thing, and uh, Rattrap grabs one of the chips, or maybe he had it in his hand, and he jumps up onto Stryker's head, basically, and she's like, congratulations, lady, you just won an all-expenses-paid head trip, and plugs her into the hologram thing. And now she's like, oh, wow, it's beautiful. It, this was kind of, it was a neat idea. It was a, it was a good setup, and it paid off. It's, it's silly, but at least it's acknowledged that it's not permanent because Botanica says to Rat Trap, okay, fine, it worked, but <laughs> yes. it's not going to hold. We need to fuck off. Yeah, 
And she drags him up by the scrub of the neck, and he's not even resisting. He's like, oh, you can admit it. You're impressed. I won't tell anybody. It's like, oh, my God. So the other three, uh, sw- uh, fucking uh, um, Silverbolt, Black Arachnia, and Cheetor are, they're pinned down again. They're behind another barricade getting fired at by Viacons. Mm-hmm. And, and Silverbolt's still being pissy at Cheetor. Yeah, he's still at it. And even Black Arachnia at this point is like, look, he's not a kid anymore. It's <laughs> like... Shut up. And Silverbolt just grabs this random piece of scrap or junk, and he's like, look, if we keep following this guy, we're going to end up like this. And Cheetor's like, that's a power core. Grabs it from him and just throws it into the oncoming fire. Very convenient and lucky for Cheetor. But yeah, he throws it at Obsidian. And this, I felt, was a little weak, where it starts flying at Obsidian, and Obsidian's like, oh shit, that's a power core. Hey, everybody, stop shooting. But they keep shooting. But I thought they just controlled each other like telepathy telepathically through radio waves or stuff yeah uh but shit blows Kaboom. up yeah. and the three of them the three maximals uh climb out from under the rubble and silver bolts like all right that was that was pretty good back with uh optimus he's still uh hanging out here and thrust is now attacking night scream but uh, night scream manages to take out most of the drones but then thrust blasts them and then something blasts him and of course here's here's noble yeah, I mean, we knew he was coming back, and it's, I don't know what I, it felt, I don't know, this feels weird because he's legitimately just used as a, almost a deus ex, where he doesn't contribute yeah. anything to his character, he just, what he does is he arrives in savage mode, uh, and then transforms back to noble. All that the is ve- what scares the vehicons, is when he transforms into the werewolf mode, you, exactly. man, I'd be way more scared of the friggin' dragon, like. Really? Um, although there was a great moment. Um, they had other shots where he transforms, but the wings are always the first or the last thing to go. Mm. So there are those great moments where he's noble mode, but has the big wings, and that's pretty dope looking. Oh, yeah. He but, looks uh, like a he, gargoyle or something. Yeah. He chases off and chases after the bikes. You see some of them go flying <laughs> yeah. over a building. Once they get behind a wall, you just see them go flying up in the air. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, fucking Night Scream's fine. And then Optimus is there. Yeah, he snaps out of it and is like, uh, we need to rendezvous with the others. And then we have kind of a closer scene mm. where Optimus fills, he fills him in on what Megahead said to him. <laughs> Black Arachnia is standing on the wall. Like, yeah. that's perfectly normal for her. Um, <laughs> like, they're having more fun with her being a spider as this series goes on. Mm. Uh, but he, this, okay. He tells everybody, uh, don't worry, while Megatron was sucking the oracle out of my head i found out I, I probed his brain and found out where the sparks are because he insists that he let megatron access the oracle in his brain mm. just so he could probe megahead's brain and i say bullshit i say bullshit sir that was not what you did i was there and i saw it you are a liar and bullshit Optimus says that Megatron has the Oracle now, but while Megatron was getting that information from him, he was getting information about where the Sparks are from Megatron. But why would he have any reason to believe that the information he got wasn't exactly what Megatron wanted him to have, so he'd go off on another wild goose chase? Like, hey Optimus, remember that episode of Beast Machines where Megatron gave you visions of places where the Sparks were, but when you got there, they turned out to be ambushes? Yeah, it's this episode, idiot. 
Which brings up another point. If Optimus gave Megatron access to the Oracle, which is what he told Black Arachnia, then why not pull the same trick on Megatron? Give him some fake news. Tell him to access the Oracle, you have to rub your belly and pat your head. Tell him you have to say Beetlejuice three times. Tell him vaccines cause autism. Tell him to put all his clothes in the washer on hot and then put everything in the dryer. No, no, Megatron would see through that one, though. The real Optimus would only use cold water and a clothesline. He'd get the biodegradable detergent, too, or probably only use his baking Well, here we are at the end of another episode of Transformers Nitpickers podcast show, Beast Machines. I wonder if anybody can hear the piano. My neighbor's <laughs> above me. Somebody practices piano. I wonder if the mics are picking it up. I can hear that. If you want to see something that's as weak as the sound of the piano in the background uh, on Twitter, <laughs> you can find Paul and I there. I'm at John Sobey. He's at P. McPherson 1. Yeah, I, I can hear that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app. Rate and review John's neighbor on the piano on there, too. And uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. There are some things in this world, John, simply aren't done. And one of them is having Optimus Prime speak without Peter Cullen doing the voice.